fairy tales, happy endings, and happily ever after. These genres and categories of movies always seem to end with a woman and her perfect find riding off into the sunset. Y'all know, y'all seen it. But the more that I live on this earth, (laughs) the more that I'm convinced that this isn't the full picture and that this find definitely involves negotiation between what that particular woman deems as perfect and imperfect for her. But what do I know? Um, she's having to sort of convince Eric and Eric is like, whoa, whoa, this is a lot for me to take in. You know, I, I'm not ready to be a dad. I don't want to be a dad, you know? And then she has to go talk to Darcy now, like as if your life wasn't embarrassing enough. Now you have to go talk to Darcy and tell Darcy that you're pregnant for her son? Mm. Jenna, wake the fuck up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) This is But What Do I Know podcast with Chit Suzanne, a space for affirming, for learning, and for healing. A podcast and community where we're exploring our But What Do I Know moments in hopes that it helps you, the listener, overcome yours. You ready? Welcome everyone to another episode of the But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chit Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to yet another episode we're here. It's Wednesday and whew, fall is upon us here in Toronto because I'm in my home studio. I am all cozied up in my sweater, got myself a little blanket. I'm drinking a warm beverage. It's about that time, you know, where we get into all the pumpkin spiced beverages and all of that. But um, yeah, I am feeling feeling good and feeling real cozy this week. But I hope you're all well, you know, before we go any further into our episode If this is your first time, you know, stumbling upon and listening to the But What Do I Know podcast, welcome. This is our own little corner of the internet where we are having conversations that are firm, that heal, and that help us get past that question, but what do I know about any particular aspect of life? So I hope that you do, you know, stick around, you listen to this episode in its entirety and that you enjoy it. And, you know, after listening to this episode, go ahead and binge all our other, you know, previous episodes, get into all of that. You know, if you are enjoying what you're listening to, please consider just giving us a five-star rating or review on either Apple Podcast or Spotify. I see that y'all are leaving those reviews on Apple Podcasts. They're definitely coming in. So Spotify listeners, I'm gonna need y'all to step it up a little bit. <laughs> But um, but Apple Podcasts, y'all are definitely rating and reviewing. And um, thank you so much for all the feedback, all the comments, all the support. Again, this just lets the algorithms and the, the streaming platforms know, hey, you know, people are actually listening. People are enjoying this content, you know, send it and recommend it to other potential listeners. And that just helps us to keep on, you know, growing. If you want to keep up with us, you know, on a weekly basis, you want to see all the behind the scenes, the reels, you know, we do guest takeover sometimes, we'll have a little bit of IG conversations and I'll get on IG stories or IG live sometimes. Definitely keep up with us on Instagram at BWDIK podcast. And if you're a more visual person, you know, definitely check out the podcast YouTube page. I'll have all the information in this episode description, but definitely feel free to check that out as well. We do have some of our main segment conversations on the podcast YouTube page as well. 
All right. So now before we get into our Kuhn segment, listen, it is feeling like me season. It's feeling like us season. Word to Issa Rae. And um, last episode, we were celebrating getting to our 100,000 download milestone. And this week, this episode, I just found this out today. We are award winners. So I can officially call this podcast an award winning podcast. We are the silver award winners for the education category for the Signal Awards 2023. I'm just really feeling like, okay, the work is being recognized. I am feeling so, so, so grateful. So thank you again for the listeners, anyone who's downloaded this podcast, shared it. This podcast is just continuing to grow and I feel so, so, so blessed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into our current segment for this episode. All right, so for our clue and segment for this episode, I have really just two things that I want you all to clue into this week, and then we'll get into our main segment conversation. Our clue and segment does start off a little bit solemn, but I'm hoping honestly that our main segment conversation serves as a little bit of escapism for us all this week because there's definitely just a lot going on in the world and it is very much needed. So we're going to start off with the Israel and Palestine conflict resurgence that we've witnessed this past week. And I know in a previous episode, in a previous Clue segment, I have talked about this topic. I believe it was in 2021, so that would make it season two of the podcast thereabouts. And so for this Clue segment, I don't necessarily want to talk about the issue directly. What I do want to talk about or share are tips to sort of help us all have better, healthier conversations around this topic because I'm seeing a lot of bias. I'm seeing a lot of confusion on the interwebs. I'm seeing a lot of, honestly, people talking out their ass. So I'm going to share a few tips and I hope that this sort of helps with regards to having conversations about this topic. I understand that it is a complex and layered human issue that has become a political issue. But I'm hoping that these tips will help us have better conversations around this particular uh, conflict. So the first is, honestly, don't let anyone bait you into having this conversation. And of course, I don't mean, you know, you and your friends are in a group chat or you're in a call with your friend and this is something you've been seeing on social media. So you want to share and bring it up as a point of conversation to your friend. That's okay. That's fine. That's in your safe space, right? But I just mean, you know, don't let people at work bait you into this. Don't let people on the road or people in extracurricular activities that you're not comfortable with bait you into like, oh, are you free Palestine or are you pro-Israel? Like, just don't let people bait you into that, especially if you feel like you haven't read enough to be able to have a stance or you don't know what to say. Just turn it down. Say you don't you don't know enough to make a statement and let that be that. You know, I just feel like it is okay to not have a stance or to not say anything and to just sit on the sidelines, read and let those who know what they're doing and who are active participators do what they're doing. You know, like that is okay. All right. So that's one. Two, I also think it's important to be mindful about the forms and the types of media that we're consuming. Um, This isn't new, you know, depending on what type of media you're consuming, you may be, you know, programmed or you may tend to sway one way than when you read another media article and, you know, get different facts or get different 
different forms of information that's highlighted. So I think it's important to be aware of the types of media that you're consuming during this time. It may be helpful to turn to read in, you know, maybe just scholarly articles or more history documentation so that that way it's the facts that are presented to you and not necessarily too much of an individual's opinion because we're all going to have a bias to a certain degree. It's just we've all had our own experiences. We've walked certain aspects of life that are definitely going to cause us to have certain biases. So that may be something that is more helpful than just reading a simple news article. Okay, so that's that. The third, this is really crucial. I think it's important to be mindful about the language that you use and the way that we talk. Um, Again, depending on how you see this situation, where your stance is, I think it's important to use language that humanizes people, that also does not incite hate, language that frankly upholds the fact that in this no one wins and that there are women, there are civilians that are dying that did not ask for this, right? So I think it's important to, in however you decide to have your conversations or where you're having them, I think it's important that language is humanizing people. I think it's also important as well to know that as you are having this this conversation, it is very possible for someone to criticize a government without inciting hate on the people. People should be allowed to criticize the government as long as they are not, of course, inciting hate towards the people. Okay, so that should also be, you know, just noted in there as you have your conversations. That's something that's important as well. And the final is have these conversations with an open mind, you know, have these conversations approaching them from a place of, you know what, this is what I've read or this is what I know to be true or this is my experience or this is my family's experience, my friend's experience, whoever, but I do want to hear your side of it. I do want to hear why you feel passionately about it in this perspective, you know? So those are just some tips that I was I was thinking this weekend and I was just wondering like, okay, I don't want to talk about it from just the the actual issue. I've done that. And I also feel like if I was to talk about this issue, I would want to have a guest to talk about it in a lot more detail. But I was like, how can I sort of talk about it and share this with the listeners on the Cluent segment? And I figured this would be just the best way to do that because I think these tips will help us as we have these conversations moving forward. So I hope that that helps you. Um, and and yeah, let me know if if any of you, you know, utilizes any of these tips or if you're having a hard time, maybe having conversations with your friends or people you know about this, this, you know, I'm open, feel free to share, um, you know, a BWDIK podcast and we can definitely talk about it more for sure. All right. So bringing things a little bit, you know, more local here in the city of Toronto, there is an event taking place this weekend. And I'm so sad because I found out about this event a little later than I would have liked. So I will be attending virtually. But this weekend on Sunday, October 14th, we're having the Black Spo Conference. The tagline is the dopest conference. This will be held at the Toronto Marriott City Centre. And this conference is a multidisciplinary event for Black talent. You know, at this conference, you'll be able to network, you'll be able to check out wellness pods and wellness sessions, listen to experts in a live sort of podcast format, as well as also get professional headshots taken, which is 
that's key right there. So you'll be able to do all of this. The base fee for the in-person session is $25. You can also um, attend this conference virtually, which I'll be doing this year since I just found about it a few days ago. Um, and that's free. So definitely, you know, check that out if you're interested. I do think that this event definitely looks like it'll be a nice balance of, you know, networking, but also social. It doesn't look stiff. There's something for everyone. You got a little bit of like professional, you got some wellness. You could probably maybe even meet some people in the creative space from the caliber of speakers that I've seen listed on the website as well. So definitely check it out if you're interested. Go to blackspo.ca and you can find out a little bit more about the programming as well as get your tickets on there. All right. So with that being said, it's time, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into our main segment conversation. Like I said, I hope that this episode is sort of, you know, the right escapism that you need (laughs) at this time. This is a vibe check episode. So of course, we're going to be getting into a pop culture piece. Spoiler alert, we do get into the movie The Perfect Find. So if you haven't watched it, you may want to stop here, watch the movie and then come back. But if you watched it or you don't mind spoilers, then let the podcast roll. Let's go ahead and get into this because myself and Michelle, when I say we had a time, we had a time. So let's go ahead and get into it. So listeners, for our main segment conversation for this episode, it is another vibe check episode and I'm so excited. Listen, I'm excited for all our episodes, but this one is going to feel like girlfriends talking in a group chat and I know y'all are going to love it. Um, Our vibe check episodes, we typically get into, you know, pop culture pieces and we'll dissect them more. This can be, you know, TV series, movies, books. So for our episode today, we're going to be dissecting the perfect find the movie adaptation, the movie adaptation of the book that was written by Tia Williams. So joining me to do this, we have Michelle Dennis, and I'm so excited. Michelle is a fellow podcaster, fellow creative here in the city of Toronto. She is the host of the A Shot of Melanin podcast. So Michelle, welcome to the Borderline Podcast. It's been a long time coming. I'm just yes, I'm excited to get into you, it. <laughs> so excited to be here. Yes. Well, it is. It's going to be a good time. Um, so yeah, listeners, definitely go over and check out her podcast. We're going to get into her podcast now before we get into the into our sort of pop culture piece. But it's been so great. Like, I feel like we've be- kind of become like pod friends and stuff. So I'm definitely excited to um, to have you on on the podcast. So before we get into it, I want to, you know, hear a little bit about your journey of, you know, podcasting. What has it been like? Because you're also balancing podcasting with a lot in your life. So how are you doing it? What made you even want to start a podcast, girl? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so technically the idea came to me in 2019. Um, at the time, my fiance was watching a lot of podcasts himself. And so I was kind of you know curious mm. as to what he was watching. And he was watching things like The Brilliant Idiots, um, the Joe Rogan. And mm. I was like, okay, well, I'm, let's see what I can find that could be of interest to me. And so I started finding some podcasts to listen to. A lot of the podcasts that I was listening to were solely um, Americans. You know, like, for right. example, I was watching Deadass or listening to Deadass, which is Kadeen and DeVal's podcast. Right. And so I was thinking like, OK, well, what is there out here in Canada? And so you do find a couple being that I'm from originally from Quebec. 
all the podcasters I were finding were French. And that's fine. No problem. I was glad to right. find Canadians. But I was just kind of having this thought like, I really would love to have a podcast that celebrates Black excellence and amplifies their voices. Now, mm. ideally, that was the plan. But when I first started off, it kind of was like, you know, it's kind of hard when you're just starting how you want to have interviews with certain people. They don't know who you are. You haven't mm -hmm. developed some sort of report. So my podcasts are a little bit more on the fun, silly, goofy side until eventually I try to get it more serious. And then from there, once you're, you know, in the industry a little bit longer, they've heard of your podcast. And so people are going to be more willing to go on. And so I was like, yeah, let's let's do this. And so I've been doing it since technically 2019, but I didn't drop our first episode until 2020. So January 2020. And it's okay. been fun since. So. Yeah, same. It's funny because I feel like a lot of people started podcasting in 2020 because 2020 gave us time, you know, like life slowed down a little bit. We were able to work from home if we weren't before. We could cut on our commute time and just hop on and like edit and record. Like it was a really good time for people who wanted to, you know, start podcasts and start creative ventures and stuff. So, so that's really Especially good. Especially because we had the pandemic, right? 2020 exactly. hit. Everybody's home. They want to listen to stuff. And exactly. luckily for me at the time, I was on maternity leave. So, you know, baby's gone to bed. I got some time to kill to be a little silly. Mm -hmm. It was also a way to keep me a little sane because I was always with the kids and I needed some adult conversation. Um, my fiance was working, so I barely got to see him. And so it was a nice way to just kind of do something fun at the time for me before I decide to really take it seriously. Right. And what I also like that you mentioned is to the experimental piece that goes in at the beginning, like you're kind of experimenting, like, how do I want, how do I want to sound? What do I want to talk about? And I sort of went through that too, where I was like, okay, what do I want my tone to be like? Do I want to sound serious somewhere in the middle? Is this going to be mm -hmm. comedy? But like, I'm not, you know, am I funny? <laughs> like all of that, <laughs> you're kind of figuring it out in the beginning. And then once you, like you said, you're in the industry, you've established yourself, more guests also want to come on and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, yep. you know, you, we talk, I know, you know, I listen to your podcast, you listen to my podcast, so you probably already know about this question I'm going to ask, which is, you know, about your, but what do I know moments? So <laughs> I'm sure you've had some while you've been trying to navigate this podcast and thin, right? Yep. And, you know, wondering to yourself, like, girl, but what do I know about being a creative? Like you said, you're also a mom, mm -hmm. you have a fiance, you have a whole life outside of this, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, True. you know, did you ever have any of those moments? And then, you know, how did you overcome them if you have? <laughs> oh, for sure. Like 110%. Like this whole creative journey, I enjoy people, but I just never thought I'd see myself in front of a camera for like, for example, mm. um, uh, video um, podcasting. I just kind of saw myself as like, I could be around people, but just not in front of a camera, not being, a, you know, a creative. So it was kind of like, yeah. what do I know about being a creative? What do I know about being a podcaster? <laughs> I don't know mm. nothing. You know, um, but I do think that if you surround yourself with good people and I mean, people who are in the industry, you know, such as yourself, um, I feel like you get your confidence the more you're around them, you know, and as well as they are able to help you out, you know, give you some constructive criticism or some feedback. So I feel like within time being around mm -hmm. creatives, you know, I did have that like imposter syndrome, like, what am I doing <laughs> Here. Why am I right. here? What am I doing? Um, yeah. But being around 
creatives, podcasters, that's definitely helped me kind of gain my confidence. And now I could say firmly with my chest, I'm a podcaster. I'm a creator. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you, you, you deserve to be here. Yeah. No, no, yes. no, no. I get that a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. I get that a hundred percent. Cause even when I started, I think I relate a lot to when you said, you know, like, what do I, but what do I know about being a creative? I think that was me because especially when you work a nine to five, you operate with, you know, the logical side of your personality and your brain. It's hard to then think about how that translates into you, like just being a, you know, free flowing creative or like taking pictures or drawing images or whatever. But yep. I think creativity can look in so many different ways. It manifests itself in so many different like ways and methods and stuff. So it was just kind of finding like, oh, I'm creative in the way that I want to have my conversations. Or, oh, I'm creative in this particular way. I may not be like, you know, good at Photoshop, but <laughs> I can do other things, you know? <laughs> yep. So, no, 100%. yeah. And for me, being that I worked yeah. at a job, well, currently I'm working at a job that doesn't give you any kind of creativity or the ability mm. to have specific conversations. Like I'm not a I'm not like a really, really creative person. Like I'm not somebody who can just voila, it just happens. But I have fun with being creative. It's almost kind of like getting in touch with your inner child and yeah. being able to do things, especially because I'm first generation Canadian, where our parents were more like, you know, school, education and get a job. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas mm -hmm. now doing something like this, it's kind of feeding into that child in me that gets to like I get to play with Canva and, and make mm. different things. So I'm not like like I said, I'm not super creative, but it does let me get in touch with it and I get to also learn as well. So right. I think it was mm -hmm. all of that that also helped me to kind of go along this journey of podcasting and being creative. Mm -hmm. No, that's real. That's real. When you talked about the tapping into your inner child, because it's play and you get to yes. be free. And even when I would see people like dancing on TikTok and people are like, yeah, go on. You know, you can start to make these reels. You can start to, you know, make reels of your brunches and this and that. I was like, oh, OK, this is a whole thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. It definitely taps into that like inner child. It allows you to play. It allows you to just like, you know, like, yeah, tap into that a little bit more. That's real. So, girl, you know, we're going to get into the reason why you're here, which is to talk about this movie, The Perfect Find, okay. <laughs> starring yep. Gabrielle Union and Keith Powers, movie adaptation, you know, for the book by Tier Williams, which mm -hmm. I must say, I haven't read the book yet because I saw the movie trailer and I just jumped and watched the movie. So I'm not sure if the book aligns exactly mm -hmm. with what we watched in the movie. But we will be discussing what we've, you know, the, the movie version, right? So I want to know before we start diving into all the characters, what were your overall thoughts after you watched, you know, you hit play, movie ended. How did you feel afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> your face. <laughs> oh, I mean, that says a lot, girl. I think because I've always seen Gabrielle Union in these strong, powerful, dominant roles that it was definitely different for me to see. Not that she wasn't mm. dominated as Jenna. She was very like, but it was more like I've seen her in Deliver Us from Eva, very strong. I've seen her in Being Mary Jane as, you know, and so this one kind of did have that strength of her, but really more so the vulnerable parts of her. And it was also showing like her fears of losing the mm. fling. I don't even know what she wanted to call it at first. The fling. I don't know. Right. Um, right. But 
I have so many mixed emotions about this, especially because the producers of this um, movie was Jody and Cody Oliver, which is the creators of Black Love. Black Love, the yeah, the Black Love Network. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. So I noticed that right away. Like when the caption, I'm like, oh, I know them. <laughs> I watched I watched Black Love. So I had a lot of mixed emotions about it. On one hand, it was nice. And then on the other hand, some of it was kind of cringe. <laughs> Girl. There were some parts where I was like mm, a little corny, a little cringy to watch. Yes. But I, okay, but I get it. <laughs> no, you're not alone. And I was like, okay, I understand why you did that. I get it. Like, I think, yeah, like, like you after it was completed, I walked away just having a mix of feelings and emotions. And I was, yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, like, mm-hmm. you know, yes. it was a cute little rom-com. Okay. But you know, yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I, I completely agree with you. That was, you know, um, those are sort of my feelings. I was just kind of like, some parts took me up. Some parts had me feeling down and we're going to get into all of that shortly. So okay. in terms of, in terms of characters, let's get into Jenna's character. So we have Jenna Jones, who's played by Gabriel Union. Um, and you know, Jenna Jones is this boss she's definitely built a career for herself and then has this part in life where you know things aren't really i guess going as planned like her long-term long-term relationship yeah isn't working out her man doesn't really want to take things forward so she kind of has this like gotta start over moment in her life so what did you think about jenna's character you know as you watched the movie do you feel like her character evolved and had different like dimensions to her. Do you feel like this was just like a flat character? I definitely do see there was an uh, evolution with her. It was a very quick evolution. If you ask me, I get it. It's a movie. They only have what an hour to get the point across. Um, we went from sulking in a bed to um, being with the, 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 the Darcy's son, like, whoa, <laughs> and like I, said, I understand it's a movie. They only have an hour to get the point across. Um, so I do see there was an evolution. It's for one, I will say that, like, I do find that a lot of women find themselves in situations like this. For one, let's put it on the table. Relationships that are long, that no longer serve them anymore. And they right. have to end the relationship for whatever reason. It's obvious in the movie she wanted progression, whereas yeah. her boyfriend, ex, I should say, mm-hmm. we can't really get a sense of whether he wanted progression or if he just wanted to keep things the same since they were together for 10 years, no marriage, no kids, nothing, you know? So I feel like those are stories that a lot of women have, you know, I'm with X amount of people for X amount of person for a certain amount of years. And you start to kind of question like, well, what's the next step? Are we even going to take it to the next step? Unfortunately for her, you know, their relationship ended. So there was no next step. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think, I don't know. I think Jenna was uh, a little bit of an interesting character, especially with yeah. her relationship with uh, Darcy's son. It was mm-hmm. giving, um, it was almost like she was having an internal struggle with herself. Exactly. Exactly. But you know what, though? I, I liked seeing that because I think that any woman that's, let me not generalize, but I think that most women, especially black women, or maybe it's just myself, would have that like struggle of like 
man, but he's he's so young. But mm, okay, I'm enjoying like that side between like the you know like Uber kind of like go 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 versus like your playful side, your more jovial side. I feel like that struggle would happen for most people. So it was kind of nice to see that. But I do agree with you. It felt like the progression was like from A to Z real quick. Like (laughs) one minute you're in bed, then your mom says you got to leave. Now you're back. You're in New York. You're boom, boom, boom. You've Mm -hmm. kissed him at a random party. Like it was just happening really (laughs) quickly. Whereas I was like, I feel like maybe if we added like half an hour to this movie, we could have walked us through the story. Yeah. Of, it you know, feel how, yeah, of how this actually happened, which um, that brings us to our character. The next character I want to explore, Brian. What did we think of Brian's character? Um, is there anything to really think about Brian? Brian is what ah! trauma men call a waistsuit man. Like, <laughs> like, you keep Jen around for 10 years. I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. He's what most people would call a waste man, waste you, you know? So I don't really have much. Girl pulled out the slang. She said, waste man, waste you. <laughs> you waste you, waste you. You know, like, I don't really have much. I find it very comical because it happens time and time again where you leave an ex and the ex all of a sudden goes, hey. Right? Right? Hi. So I always find these events comical, even if they're in movies or in real life, you know, to mm-hmm. know that you're the one who ended the relationship and now you're calling. I mean, I get it. His mother had passed. And so he was mm-hmm. kind of yes, reaching out for happened, somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, the person you should have been reaching out for is the person that you left me for. Not exactly. For me. Not me. Mm-mm, not me. Sorry. That's not how yes. it works. <laughs> I, I, Honestly, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. And I, I remember even as I was as I was making my notes for this episode, I was kind of like, what do we think about Brian's character? And then in bracket, I was like, the little bit of him that we saw, like, what is this man even? You know, like what? OK, thank you. <laughs> right. And I just think, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to sorry. have seen even like a flashback of how they broke up. Exactly. Because we really only. S- we are led to believe that, you know, Jenna wanted more. She wanted the, the next progression. She wanted a family. And Brian didn't after 10 years, which, girl, you should have left at year five or six yeah. max if you were seeing no progression. But like 10 years. And yeah, I just you're right. It would have been nice to see a flashback or like the peak of an argument that they had where we could kind of see why yeah. things ended. Um, yeah. Wow. Just more context, because I kind of felt we don't know, would have been nice. You know, I think at one point in the movie, I think she was talking to her friends, and it sounded as though he had moved on with another girl, because he said, exactly. she said something about, like, he's dating someone younger than me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. was it an affair? Did he cheat and end up with a younger ch- Like, would have been nice mm-hmm. absolutely would have been nice to know okay no i agree with you on that um well that brings us to you know one of the the one of the final main characters eric himself so for listeners who may not have watched the movie eric's character so this is the younger <laughs> the younger gentleman 
that Jenna Jones, I guess, can we can we even say fall in love? I guess according to the movie, yeah, she falls in can, love with. Yeah, we can because she yeah. did say it. Yeah, she she did say it. Yeah, she falls in love. Um, you know, they have this amazing romantic love affair and all of that. Amazing. And um, yeah, what <laughs> amazing okay. with a question mark. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you explain it then. What do you, what do you, what do you think about Eric's character? <laughs> Every, oh. Okay, so I had to watch it. At one point, I had to close my eyes and just listen to him talk. Am I the only one who thinks that he sounds like the new Will Smith on the new Bel Air? I feel like he sounds like that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm imagining if you watch it. Okay. Bel-Air, the guy who mm-hmm. plays Will in Bel Air. Yep. So that's the dramatic version of Fresh Prince, the remake. Yeah, the I had re- to close yeah, my eyes. The remake. And it was yep. crazy how eerily he sounded just like him. And I thought it was him. And then I opened up my eyes like, no, it's not him. <laughs> it's not him. Um, I in terms of his character, I don't know. It was like I think every guy has a fantasy of dating an older woman. And so this really definitely yeah. played on that. Yeah, um, and absolutely. we could see it through yep. that lens. Um, mm-hmm. And we could appreciate for appreciate it for what it was, what it is. It is a mm-hmm. younger guy going over, going o- for a older woman. So we could appreciate that. Right. <laughs> in, she said, yep, that's it. Yep. In terms of his character, I thought, I thought he was cute. Um, very pushy. Like he really wanted them to be an item and them to know and i get it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and so i think i haven't read the book right but i just i wish that there was a little bit so there was chemistry and even while i was watching it i was like oh okay he is fine because you know keith powers this is um you know i've seen him in other roles but i just couldn't get over the fact i'm like he's a he's a young boy and Gabrielle Union's in her late 40s. Like, you know, I just I guess I just couldn't get over that part. But when I did, I did like seeing the chemistry between them. I did like seeing them together. But I just wish that he made me believe it a little bit more. I don't know. Mm. Like, it just kind of seemed like that schoolboy who's just like. Fulfilling a crush and like, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't feel and believe it as much as like I wanted to, especially the scene where he was in his dorm. And, you know, he was talking to his friends and he's like, oh, all I can say is she fine, though. She fine. Hmm. I was just like, I, I don't know. It but just, it just it felt like show okay, how okay. young he is. It does show how young he Fair. is. Right. So he did play that part very well. The youth. They did play that yeah. age gap, like her being the older woman and the mindset and mentality that she has. And then you kind of right. see his youth. Maybe his lack of knowledge. I'm trying to refrain from saying ignorance. Um, mm-hmm. But his n- lack of understanding. For example, when Jenna said, like, this is my career. This is my life. And obviously, someone of his age doesn't have anything established yet. So he doesn't know yeah. what it's like to lose anything. So he did play that part, I find, very well. The mm-hmm. clueless young guy. Yep. I agree. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you know, he definitely did. He definitely did. And I feel like <laughs> you're absolutely right. Even the part where he would kind of like just tease her, or she would say like, "This is my life. I'm really dependent on it." And he was like, "You know, yeah, well, you, you know, we're we're shooting a film or we're doing this." And 
Yeah. Like everything was just kind of like, take it easy, like chill, chill, Jenna, chill. Yeah. And Jenna was like, no, this is my life. Like I, I'm starting <laughs> over. I'm starting from scratch. I was like, girl. <laughs> so yeah. And, and I guess like, I do like what they did. Like it was a balance of like, well, he allowed her to relax and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I understood what they were doing. I just yeah. maybe wish I, I could have believed it a little bit more. But, more um, chemistry then you would say maybe but there was a scene that we're gonna get into a little bit okay. we're gonna we're gonna talk about darcy which is you know listeners that's eric's mom so we're gonna talk about darcy's character real quick just because she has some parts to kind of play and she's an interesting character and then we'll get deeper into jen and eric's relationship so darcy is eric's mom and eric's boss because you know <laughs> jenna's okay so we'll, we'll start like this so Darcy, Jenna, at the beginning of the movie, Jenna meets Darcy to essentially work at her firm. It's a fashion company, right? Yeah, fashion-related company. Yeah. Darcy is the owner, and it's called Darzine, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then shortly after Jenna meets Eric, she realizes that Eric is Darcy's son and that Eric's going to be working at Darzine with her, right? So there's all of that. So what did we think of Darcy? She, you know what? She is that person that just will never forget. Will let you know that she will never forget. If you, if, if you owe her a favor, it's going to be at the back of your head because you know she's coming back for her payment someday. She's that 100%. kind of a character, you know? Like at the beginning when she was like, oh, I want you to say it to Jenna. And she made sure Jenna begged her for a job. I was like, damn, girl, <laughs> let the woman have it. You see, she's struggling. <laughs> she said, nope. I, I can't, I can't offer it to you if you don't ask me. It's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Handshakes are pro prohibited. It'll be on yeah. paper, <laughs> is what <Right>. she said. <laughs> I was she's like, definitely oh. an interesting character. Uh, at first, I was kind of just trying to understand her, understand her in terms of why is she the way she is. But then right. finding out later on that she's a single mother, it yeah. all makes sense. Yeah, it did. And her her son is sort of like, it, of course, important to her, that relationship. Um, I believe she lost her ex-partner, right? Yes. That was the, yeah. yes. So that made it even more like he is now like my family. So he's very, that much more, you know, important to me and all of that. So I understood it. I understood it. She's very protective of everything, her business, her family, her reputation, Right. Um, yeah. Very no nonsense type of person. No. But also very um, because I guess the history is that Brian, who's Jenna's ex, at one point dated Darcy. Darcy. Yeah, because she yeah. kept she keeps bringing it up to Jenna. Yeah. How yeah. She takes every, like all the men Everything. that she was with. Mm hmm. <laughs> Jenna, so that's like, not a good look, girl. <laughs> yeah. I said, J Jenna, girl, um, y'all were just in the same pool. Like you couldn't. You couldn't look elsewhere. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I was kind of like, ew, all of them? Like, yeah, that's problematic. And she kept poking at it when they were at the interview. And she was like, oh, divorce? And, and then Jenna's like, we were never married. She's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember. <laughs> and she just kept digging at her. I mean, you gotta I laugh like, at Darcy. Like, I can't even be mad yo, at her. Like, I mean, right? I, like, realistically, if somebody did that to you t multiple times, you're going to be petty one you way or another. You definitely exactly you would definitely poke fun at it that's real <laughs> that's but, real I mean, that's real she was she was definitely interesting and i understood like a lot of 
from what her story was, she did mention in terms mm-hmm. of um, because she had to be a single mother, it's what propelled her to have the business that she had. She right. had to grind. Yep. I understand because you now have a dependent. So you have to grind and you have to be successful. And so because of her being a single parent, losing her partner and being the only one mm-hmm. to raise this boy, you know, mm-hmm. she has to go 10 times harder. Hence why how she was able to build the empire that she has now. So although, you know, she's interesting, she's a little bit more cutthroat. She's about the nonsense. You can see why she is. And you can yeah. kind of understand yeah. I mean, listen, it's not favorable. It's not ideal. But if it wasn't for the situations and things that were in place in her past, would yeah. Darzine be a thing? Unlikely. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so Darcy aside, Brian aside, Jenna and Eric. We've talked about them individually. Now, what do we think about them together? We already talked about, you know, I felt like I didn't really believe the 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 romance and the chemistry all the way. Um, you know, you mentioned he did really play well into that youth factor. So I agree. But what did you think about their relationship in terms of the age gap? Yeah, we'll talk about their relationship and then I want to know what you think about in general, girl. But yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> what did I think about their relationship in terms of the age gap? Um, yeah. I will say that there was one line in the movie, which I totally agree with because it has to do with her age gap. She kind of looked at him like the forbidden fruit is what she mentioned in the discussion because they were trying right. to talk about like, what are we? And she's like, you are my forbidden fruit yes i remember that scene yeah i kind of was like that's something an older woman would say to a younger um person because Mm -hmm. i do find that you know their age gap you could see where they clashed because of age but yeah I, i think ultimately even though they clashed in age, there were certain things that they meshed in, even though the age difference was so big. Right, right. And of course, one of those things being like their love for older films. And yes. he had studied film and was, you know, working on a project and all of that. And they were able to kind of bond over that. But I do agree with you because I think part of the reason why I said it was hard for me to believe it was because at first it almost felt like she could not see him as anything other than Darcy's son and a little boy. Yeah. I was actually surprised that they even, you know, kissed and shared that moment in the first, at their first like meeting because she kept making fun of, you know, like your generation, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised at that. And then somehow, which, you know, I, I, I see it. It, it, it can happen this way. Somehow when the teasing, you know, y'all start to... <laughs> You ha ha your way into each other's pants and all that. You know, I get it. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just like the way she was so stern about, you know, your forbidden fruit, your young, your young and your generation. I was like, but then you're, you know, you're still, it's somehow like you fell in love with him. Interesting. So, yeah. But yeah. the thing about a forbidden fruit is because it's forbidden, you're curious. Right. 
So right. I think yeah. even though she knew it's a no-no, like this is Darcy's yeah. son, he's a little child. But what would it be mm-hmm. like? Like it's almost like curiosity got the best of her. I think it was a mix of curiosity and she was feeling a connection with him and being that, you know, she's looking for more coming off of her relationship with Brian. Right. Could this potentially be this be more? This might be the forbidden fruit, but it could be more. I think that's what kind of propelled her to it was almost like curiosity killed the cat. Like she had to see what could mm-hmm. this be? Yeah, he's a child, but let me see. Let me take a look. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I think that's that's what it is. She was curious. She was just coming out of a long-term relationship. So, you know, it was, you know, probably a fling. It was fun. It was different. So, you know, stepping aside from Jen and Eric, let's take it to like broader society now, right? Looking at that. (laughs) Getting my words together here. I feel like I know what you're going to ask me, but okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah how do you feel about age gaps expect like do you find an age gap where the woman is that much older than the than the man i'm not sure valid is the word but i'll let you expand on it but do you see it in the same way that you view a relationship where there's a larger age gap and the man is older i think overall society will always allow men to have bigger mm-hmm. age gap compared to women. Like, I don't know if you know, like, for example, Marcus Houston, his wife is in his 20s and he's in, you know, like, it's yeah, almost his like. Wife, yeah, he met his wife at 19. He was 31, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's almost acceptable. Whereas with women, there's always that fear of being judged um, right. or looked at like, you know, and then and then they put labels on it like, oh, she's a cougar. I don't think right. I've ever heard any kind of labels for men. I'm just trying to think quickly. Well, I feel like then it, when you say that in the group chat for your girls, people might say, oh, so is that your man or is that your sugar daddy? Like, you know, you might oh, get one right? of those. Sugar daddy, right. Right. You know? And then, you know, if you start to bring him around more and, you know, there's other aspects, the girls will come around to it. But I do agree with you when the woman is older, you do feel um, a sense of like judgment. Yep. And I think it's also because society has sort of imposed this on women that we are to seek out, like in relationships, you're seeking out the the best viable partner who can take care of you, who can protect you, who can like, you know, there are all these things that society sort of tells us that we should have in a partner. So, mm-hmm. and in, again, this ties to the way, you know, masculinity is defined and all of that. So then when you're now dating someone who is younger than you, I think it's looked at as, oh, well, you're just doing that for now, girl. You go move on yes. from that and find someone, someone serious after, right? Like it's you know? almost so. looked like it's a fling. Like if, especially if you're talking with yeah. your girls, you're kikiing with them. They always they'll think like it's just a phase she's going through. Once that's right. done, she's gonna it's back to business as usual, right? And I found myself looking at this movie from that lens. I was kind of like, oh, I really hope that this is just a fling, and like her and Brian can figure it out. But in my defense, I wasn't just looking at it from, you know, the age, but also the lifestyle and where they're at in life. Hmm. Eric was not really looking for family. He was just finishing his master's. Homeboy was trying to travel the world and make films and live his life where she was very much like, 
I want family because what else am I doing this for? And I want to put down my roots and stuff. So I feel like that also kind of plays into it too, in terms of like why you don't really see those as much because a woman who's 40, who's in her like late thirties, early forties might be looking for family and stability. Yeah. You know, or she may have had that and I was just looking to have fun. So, you know, yeah. that's true. And I mean, I have to think of myself when I was in my twenties, there was no way I was thinking about having kids in my 20s, just coming out of university, yeah, girl. you know, I want to travel. I want to, you know, 40, that makes sense. You know, you probably have done the traveling. You've probably done the stupid yeah. stuff. You know, you're probably not yep. ready to <laughs> settle down. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. Huh, that's real. And I think, yeah, when I was watching it, I definitely did critique it from that lens. And I had to catch myself and be like, hmm, okay, but why do you think that this is just a little fling? Like, did you find yourself doing that too while you were watching? Did you find that oh, you were kind of hoping? Right away, like, I knew exactly the avenue they were going with this. I'm like, right away, off the bat. At first, you don't know. But once they yeah. saw each other, so when they met at the party, I was like, okay, maybe this is just uh, a character passing by. But then mm. when we find out that she's working, going to end up working alongside him, I'm like, hmm, I already see what they're doing. They're trying yeah. to do this older women, yeah. woman, younger men kind of yeah. situation. And right. I think it mm-hmm. was a good thing to have, like a good discussion of let's like, like let's normalize it in terms of. Yeah. I think they wanted people to find love. And yeah. if you're older and you happen mm-hmm. to find love with somebody who's younger, I think that's their aim was, especially because yeah. like you said, for women, it's looked as like he's not really a man is he you know yeah. I think they were trying to normalize that so i automatically knew where they were going with this movie yeah. Yeah. it was just more like you said chemistry can you sell this to me now yeah exactly exactly so we're gonna kind of stay there in terms of this overall representation then of this relationship especially when we not add in the layer of it's a black woman right being shown in this, you know, more playful light. She's falling mm-hmm. over a younger man, all of that. And she's a, you know, a serious career driven woman. How do you feel about that general representation? I mean, you're going to, some women are going to enjoy it and some women are not. Um, yeah. You know, it has been definitely something in the media in terms of portraying black women as strong, um, yeah. as portraying them as I got this. Um, yep. I'm I'm definitely one to kind of just sit back and just watch it. The reason being is I feel as though I think it could be a good thing, but I think it should also have some sort of limit to it. Not some hyper strength black woman. I don't mm. need nobody. I could do bye by myself. Yeah. I don't need you. Yeah. I think it's nice to have some level of strength because listen, this world. You need to have some sort of strength in the world that we're in. Mm-hmm. But um, to be constantly like that, like we do need people. We mm-hmm. do, you know, want to be around somebody who's loving, who is caring. We yeah. need that. And I think yeah. maybe to some degree, this movie did do a good job in showing that, that yes, she has everything. Mm-hmm. And they didn't play that. I don't need anybody kind of trope they were able to kind of soften her up and say, even though she has everything, even though she's strong, independent, she -hmm. still wants love. And I think if we kind of did that with black women being portrayed in the media, it would kind of soften up black women, the look for black women. Yeah. Yeah. The perception. I agree. 
I agree with that. I do think yeah. that I was happy that, you know, we're seeing a black woman, a black woman in a more playful light. We're seeing her get to like start over. We're seeing mm-hmm. her with community and playful friends around her. Like just her friends were just a ball. Yes. Like, girl, we're going <laughs> to set you up tonight, you know. And the part where he, she, she was like, um, I can't be going on these dates. And then her friend, they were shopping and her friend, I think her friend said, well, you know, he, he spells, he can spell and he yeah. can write. And she was like, oh, okay. I guess I must go on this date. And then, and then she was like, yeah. And he might also eat pum yes. And she's like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess I can't say no now if he's doing all of that. <laughs> oh, which so pretty that- much goes to the dating scene, I guess. I guess the da- as they say, the dating scene is trash from what I'm hearing. So I guess that was kind of like to poke holes at the dating scene. Exactly. No, that really killed me. Not spell, right? <laughs> that's all you need. That's 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 the criteria. And I'm going to show up on that first date, she said. But yep. that was so funny. That was hilarious. And I, again, like I loved seeing the playfulness of it. I think we often talk about, you know, we, we need to, we're over the black trauma, we're over, like, tell us different stories, please. And this was definitely one of them where we were seeing we did see a different story. We did see a different side. We saw people soften up. It was, you know, it was also funny at some parts. But then where you lost me a little, <laughs> and oh. we're going to get into, this is the part we're going to get to now, is the ending. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I think I was enjoying the representation and I was like, oh, this is just a fling. You know, at any moment now, Brian's going to come. I would have liked to see a little bit of like a back and forth of like, Brian, Eric, pros and cons mm-hmm. of both. I would have loved to see that. There was just mm-hmm. absolutely no challenge in terms of the love arena. <laughs> I would have liked to see that. You know, I would have liked to see her think about, oh, you know, should I? He's more youthful. I tap into my grounded side. Oh, but he has money and we have history. Like, I would have really liked to see that. So we could really see the tug of war that goes on in that yes. inner struggle. So that for me was missing. And then I felt like. Yes, you showed a black woman in a playful light, but then it kind of switched in the end. All of a sudden, she now had to beg someone for love, convince someone for support. I I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know what to say about that ending. That was weird. The way it... I have so many thoughts. So the first one was when they got caught by Darcy. Right. And then you so, really yes, see yeah. the little boy come, come out, out in Eric. Girl. <laughs> because why was it like your mom, your mom, what did her, his mom told him to leave or like to leave the room or something. And he was just kind of like, like he said one thing to, to kind of, I guess, talk back to his mom. And after that, he was like, yeah, yeah. Almost like a yes, mom. And I was yes. like, oh my God, this is not who you are like going to spend no jenna like what yeah and i think they played that that part was i think if any of it really showed the uh, the age difference that moment that. definitely was defining yeah that was that it. part right there girl that part Especially right there that part where she was telling him uh i think she tells darcy darcy tells jenna to get out and so she turns around and looks at eric and eric's looking at the floor i was like yeah. hey eric- so you're not gonna leave with your uh, okay <laughs> literally eric's um literally eric's like his facial expression was just like well what do you want me to do about it she's my mom 
she's my mama. Like, I got to do what she says. That, that's literally what his face told me. Okay. Literally. And at that point, at that age and place in my life, I think I would like to be with a man who can stand up to his mom. Okay. Boom. Mm. Mm-hmm. Boom. So, so that was part weird had me to like, see mm. how they ended the the movie. Like how everything and everything just happened so quickly. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I understand you have to finish the movie, but wait, that was too fast for me. Yeah. So, you know, listeners, big spoiler. We've been spoiling it, but we're gonna spoil the end right now. So Jenna gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I'm like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> of all the people <laughs> jenna baby girl come on <laughs> condom protection i'm Birth not gonna I'm, like, I'm gonna say this i did not see that coming i didn't yeah. think they were gonna do the typical i'm pregnant yeah. i right. thought it was just more so gonna be like they're gonna get it back together like it was gonna be like uh what's that name of that movie um brown sugar i thought it was gonna be something along oh, those yeah. lines Mm-hmm. I did not see the pregnancy at all. I was like, oh. Yeah. I was just like, and especially because it was get caught. So Darcy caught them. They obviously broke up. He didn't fight for it. There was distance between them. You find out you're pregnant. Okay, you decide to keep it. Now you're having to, now you go back and you're now trying to convince him. Like the sequence of things, I was like, oof, this is, this is a sequence. <laughs> This felt rushed. At this yeah. point, it's like, we have to end movie. And we're going <laughs> to give it all in like 10 minutes. And I was literally like, wait, there's too much happening here. Like, I didn't even digest what happened like 15 minutes ago. And already we're talking about baby? Like, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I don't know. There's a part of me that feels like... I didn't want this ending for a black woman. Like, I don't know if it's my pride. I don't know if maybe I need to do more reflection on myself. <laughs> I don't know if it's, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, if I I'm deflecting, but that. I just didn't, I didn't want, want that. that. Yeah. I just didn't want no. that. Like I really, my preferred ending, like I said, my preferred ending is okay. Darcy caught us. I need you to man up. And this is where we now see the character evolution. You step up. Mm. You stand up to, you know, for me and stand up to your mom. And then we come back and you convince me, me being Jenna, on why we should continue to yeah. keep this love affair going. Yeah. That would have been, you know, one preferred ending. Or Brian comes back. <laughs> and does something miraculous because 10 years is a long time to wait. So he would have had to do something miraculous. And then we decide we're going to work on that relationship. But now I've taken the lessons I learned from Eric on how to be more free flowing and more fun. And that was what was missing in my relationship with Brian. And now I can implement that. That would have been another good ending for me. Or better yet, a fresh new man comes along. <laughs> Not a fresh new man. A fresh new man comes along who is around my age, a little bit older. And I am, I've had fun with Eric. God bless him. I'm now grounded, but I still have my fun youthful side and I have a lot to offer this new man and new man. right off into the okay. sunset. Right? Those, Those would be my options. three different endings. But <laughs> you didn't get that at all. <laughs> girl, what I got was just, hey girl, damn, take it. <laughs> 
have loved to see Jenna not go for either of them. Right. To be honest, yeah. um, I would like to see that, you know, she kind of figured out who who she is, what she likes, what she doesn't like, and that she's at a good place right now. So not to say that she wouldn't date later, but at least mm-hmm. she's not going back to waste you, Brian. And I still mm-hmm. don't have my big boy pants off, Eric. Like. Right. Because to me, to go back to something 10 years in, it didn't work out. There's always that, you know, what if he wastes another two years and still, yeah. you know what I mean? So there's that. And then Eric, he has, needs to grow some more. He has to grow a pair of balls. I'm going to be honest. I don't yeah. see that happening. I see time with him. So I would have loved yeah. to see her kind of just kind of like, I'm falling in love with me. I figured out who I am. Right. And it would have ended there. I would have been a-okay with that because both options were trash. Me. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why. But then once I was watching the end and then now um, she's having to sort of convince Eric and Eric is like, whoa, whoa, this is a lot for me to take in. You know, I, I'm not ready to be a dad. I don't want to be a dad, you know? And then she has to go talk to Darcy now, like as if your life wasn't embarrassing enough. Now you have to go talk to Darcy and tell Darcy that you're pregnant for her son. Mm. Jenna, wake the fuck up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was pretty bad. I wasn't even surprised at Eric's response when he announced the pregnancy. I was like, yeah, typical. Like, what are we what are we expecting from a 20 year old? Are we expecting? Right? Yes, I will embrace this child because I want to listen. I remember what I was like when I was in my 20s. I wanted to travel. I know I would have probably flipped the script if a guy came to me and said I'm pregnant or something <laughs> of that caliber. You know, <laughs> you'll say, yeah, I would have been no better. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not surprised at his reaction. I think that was very um, expected. I was not expecting him to be like, oh, I'm going to embrace the baby. I'm going to be a father. Yay. You know, just mm. because, again, they were really trying to play this age difference. So I kind of was like, well, what's what's a 20 year old mindset? Obviously, I don't want it or I, I'm not ready to be a father, whatever that. So I right. wasn't surprised. What had me a little bit surprised was, again, the way that Jenna approached it and let him know yeah. the situation. I get mm-hmm. it. He needs to know because we don't want 10 years to go by. And he sees a little version of himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get, I have to let you know. But it was the way it was kind of coming off of as Beggy. Yeah. As maybe even yep. trying to control the situation. Maybe. And yep. still trying to think about that. Um, That was kind of, I honestly, the whole baby thing was just like, do we have to be here? Like, that's what I'm saying. I was like, do we really have to, have to do this right now? Like, Thank you. Like, it really could have just been a fling. And like you said, I, I also like your alternative ending of just, you know, she fell in love with herself. She discovered this new part of her. She's going to heal and she's going to have a kick-ass career and keep it rolling. But yeah, I was, right. um, I was, yeah, that was really interesting. For the listeners who have, you know, maybe read the book, Please let me know if that's the same ending in the book because that that's really interesting <laughs> to choose that ending. <laughs> no, hundred percent. I didn't um, even know that it was based off of a book. So that's yeah, to me. yeah. And and when I saw it, so I had never read the book, like I mentioned, but I was so excited because I was like, oh, the perfect find. Like, and I have a girlfriend who is reading the book, 
And she was like, yeah, girl, it's about an age gap where the woman is older. Immediately, I was like, okay, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank all right. you. <laughs> yeah. And then, they, and then I saw that they make it into a movie with Gabrielle Union. I was like, okay, let me check this out. Let's see, let's see what's going on here. And I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. And it progressed. And then when it got to that point, I was just like, hmm, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> nope. Wasn't for me. I didn't enjoy it as as much. I feel as though this is not one of Gabrielle's best work. And I don't mean in terms of acting. I mean, choosing the script Mm. to like choosing your your project, saying I'm going to be an actress in this movie. If if it was a situation where she just said, I want to audition for this. Girl, you could have done better. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, actually. Yeah, especially because of just how much of a powerhouse she is and the work she's done. I just feel like, yes. yeah, yeah, you're right. And there was a lot of I like agree. celebrity appearance. Winnie Harlow. Yeah. Lala. Remy I don't Ma, I why think. Dwayne Wade was in it. What is Dwayne Wade doing in the movie? Yeah, but he was like, uh, he was one of the celebrities on the stay on the carpet, right? At the gala or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, though? Yeah. <laughs> really though? And you go you know give what? Dwayne Wade a, a, a cameo. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt that that was a little weird. I'm like, I get it. That's your husband. Right. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. And I just feel like there are so many other things I would have liked to see. So even the friendship between her, like her and her two friends. Mm. Do we even remember their names? And I guess because, again, they were not meant to be main characters, but I would have really loved to see, like, girl chat. Like, you know, Insecure, how we got to see the girls chat on Friday nights at one of their houses and yes. we really dug in? I would have liked to see that and see the friends maybe call her out on her bullshit a little and say, hey, Jenna, you know, you're, you're so this and you were doing yeah. all this and this is what you should have done differently in your relationship with Brian or girl what are you are you sure about what you're doing or you know yeah. like, i would have liked to kind of see that a little bit but it just there felt like there have just... been some sort of i don't explain it something between lala and that girl but you couldn't quite tell what it was <laughs> right like i'm Correct. like what is this is this supposed to be and i wasn't sure like did they put this to just throw us off was it meant to have like a storyline of its own because with mm. movies they shoot them out of sequence as well as they cut right. things out, right? Yeah. So yeah. was there a, a, a love affair with her and that other girl? Right. <laughs> we don't no know. Wasn't, wasn't built on, exactly. But then why put it in? Because now we're thinking, okay, there's going to be something here. Right. Nothing. So I guess to sort of wrap up our, our thoughts on this movie, do you feel like Jenna Jones got her perfect fine? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so- girl. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, not yeah. at all. Because she really thought she did something in the scene where they're like, oh, Jenna, you're having such a great comeback. And she's like, I wouldn't call it a comeback. I would call it my perfect find. I yeah, said, I was girl, like, Ugh. even that was cringe. I was like, oh. Yeah. It was so cringe. Yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> think she did either. Um, I really hope tia williams and maybe she she does and i just don't know about it i hope tia williams has some sort of like a sequel or spinoff or something 
where we get to maybe dig a little so. bit more, but I have a feeling that's just this work is as is. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I was kind of well. disappointed with people in their like Gabrielle Union. I'm not too versed on Lala's acting. I know she's in power. Lala's um, acting wasn't is often one type of of acting. Oh, it's, okay. It's often hot okay. f- friend that <laughs> says it. a couple of words. Yes. <laughs> and will sleep with a fine man. Okay. That, oh, okay. That, that tends to be it. <laughs> CC so, power for reference. Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> so then let me ask you, if you had to rate this, what mm. would you rate it? I would rate it probably like a six. Six, six, five. Yeah. What would you what would you nice. rate it? I would be giving it a <laughs> solid three. Ooh, girl. <laughs> I, I know. I'm so brutal. I was like, oh, I just want to see. I was like a, an outfit that you wore. You just wanted to get it off. That was, yeah. <laughs> that was I'm rating it a six because you know what? It introduced me to a few historical black figures. Yes. I got to see, you know, some chemistry on screen. I saw Gabrielle Union in a slightly different light than I've seen her before. And it was cute. So I'll give it a six. And, you know, I love love stories. Beautiful. Great. But that <laughs> six. Yeah. But that four points missing is for all the other stuff that we've talked about. So you give it a three. Yeah. A three. A solid three. It was like a like I said, like it was like an outfit you just wanted to get off. I was like, get off me. I'm done. <laughs> this is enough. It started off nice. Then at some point it got super cringe. And then at the end, I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. And I'm not going to give it points for the 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 chemistry, because as your job as an actor and actress, you're supposed to sell it to me. So Regardless, I'm not even yeah, giving you points. Exactly. If you can't she even said, sell sorry, it to me. I'm not giving it. Not I'm not going to congratulate a fish for swimming. <laughs> I came in hot, eh? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I like it. I really like it, though. I like that you girls are three. And that's all you're getting yeah. from me. Okay, yeah, well. <laughs> no, I hear it. I hear it. But, um, you know, we're going to we're going to sort of end our conversation there for the perfect fine listeners. I hope you enjoyed our take. And I'll break down and discussion on this. Michelle, this was a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking we're going to do this more often. Like we can always talk about serious topics and we'll have you back on. But I think we should probably start doing maybe like quarterly like vibe check episodes. Ooh, and we'll just I'm pick so a show or a book. And um, I can already tell you one that I definitely want you to come back for. Okay. So okay. this is author. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to tell you right now because if we say it on mic, it means it's going to happen. Okay. Okay. So there's an author. Her name is Kennedy Ryan. Amazing author. She has a series called Skyland. The first book is called Before I Let Go. Why does that sound familiar? familiar It's been all over book talk and bookstagram. But when I tell you it is such a good book. And I got the audiobook. So girl, like everything is just, you know, that audio experience. So Mm. I need you to you know, get into that. And then the sequel. So you're three friends. So before I let go is based on Yasmin's story. She, Mm -hmm. you know, divorced her and her husband divorced, but they find their way back to each other. And it's not a typical story. It's also been made into a TV series on HBO, which I'm like, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm." And then the second book in the series, um, This Could Be Us, about another girl's story, Soledad, the other friend's story, is coming out in March. So 
Ooh. We're gonna have to. We're okay. gonna be. We're gonna be talking in March. I'm down. All, All right. right. Let's I do like this. it. Okay. Okay. Woo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. No. Thank you so much, Michelle. This was so much fun. Um, I appreciate you coming through. And you know, of course, we're gonna switch segments off a little bit and end enough on a light note. So I'm gonna ask you four, you know, fun questions. And without thinking, just let me know the first thing that comes to mind. So. Okay. What is your go-to beauty item right now? Oh, go-to beauty item. Uh, oh my gosh. I can't even remember the name specifically, but it is a um, moisturizer from The Ordinary. I'm really trying to get Ooh. into skincare and so the makeup kind of shift my perspective um, yeah. in terms of beauty, not about mm-hmm. makeup, more about taking care of your actual skin. Yep. So yeah, I can't remember the exact name. Because they have different type of products under the ordinary, but right, um, yeah, they definitely do. Some, yeah, yeah, some sort of moisturizer from the ordinary is all I got. Okay, okay, yeah, I I love the ordinary. I love good molecules. They're very similar, and you're both affordable. So yes, yeah, yeah, I can definitely appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, would you describe yourself as a life of the party or the homebody, Michelle? <laughs> you know what's so funny. I'm going to say homebody, but all my friends listening to this will scream, life of the party. <laughs> oh, okay. So wait, so are you, because I feel like, were you, have you been outside outside and you're kind of like slowing things down now kind of thing? Yeah. Or? Okay. You know, fair, when fair, you were fair, younger, fair. you're a little bit more yep. outside, life of the party. Mm-hmm. And not to say that mm-hmm. I cannot walk into a room and still be a life of the party, but I just yeah. enjoy being home and Girl, me too. watching yeah. a show, yeah. catching up on my shows or whatever some tea mm-hmm. i enjoy that mm-hmm. and i know i know everyone's gonna yeah. listen to this and i'm gonna have so many questions like what are you talking about <laughs> but that's just me yep mm-hmm. okay um okay favorite drink that you're enjoying right now this can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic uh, oh man this is a good one um i would say and this is only something that you could i think find in ontario only but okay. alcoholic, I'm really feeling the open uh, red wines. Oh, yeah. Like That's my the one with the O as the logo, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Perfect. Love my it. favorite okay. red wine is open. And unfortunately, I think it's only found in Ontario because I have friends okay. in Quebec saying that they can't find it in Quebec. So okay. open is right now my my go-to alcoholic I drink. Like in terms of okay. non-alcoholic, I think it's just going to be iced tea. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, iced tea is good anytime. I <laughs> see. I'm not a red wine person, but I'm gonna give that brand a try. I'm gonna definitely try open. Oh, yeah, love open. What? Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely try it. Okay. Last question. Hmm. What personality trait of yours um gets you in trouble the most? <laughs> <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if there's a word for it. Normal people would say naivety, being naive, but I like mm-hmm. to call it more blind. Like I know, but I'm going to see anyways. You know, um, Ariel Fitzpatrick, where she's talking to God and he's like, no, she's like, I'm going to see for myself. That's that's the, the personality. That's that's what OK, gets me OK. So you want to just find out for yourself. Like, yeah, you're like, eh, OK, OK, I see. You'll tell me, no, you don't do it. I'm like, I'll see for myself. <laughs> Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. I hear that. 
Oh, I hear that. I hear that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Those are all the questions I have for you. This has been a time. And yes. um, like we said, you're going to come back. We're going to do lots and lots more of these conversations. So go ahead and, you know, drop your socials, let people know how they can connect with you, where they can listen to your podcast. And um, and yeah. So you could find me on all pl- uh, podcast streaming platforms. So whether that's Apple Pod, Google Pod, Spotify. Again, mm. the name of the podcast is A Shot of Melanin. You'll see a shot glass if you want to get an idea of who, if that's me. Yes, it's a shot glass. Um, you could also follow me on my Instagram, which is A Shot of Melanin. We still got Facebook because apparently people still use that. And also um, on Twitter as ASOM underscore podcast on Twitter if you want to follow me there. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much again, Michelle, for being on the pod. This is amazing. And I can't wait for you to come back. Thanks for having me, Jen. All right, y'all, that brings us to the end of this podcast episode. Thank you all for sticking around and listening to our vibe chat conversation with Michelle on the movie The Perfect Find. I hope you all enjoyed it. And, you know, I had a couple of kikis um, (laughs) regarding our reaction and takes on the movie. As always, you know, be connected with us on our Instagram page at BWDIK podcast. Definitely connect with Michelle directly as well. All her information will be in this episode description. Share the podcast. Drink your water, stay warm, stay cozy, and y'all will hear from me real soon. Bye for now.